AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Volume. Jenkins and Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the NBA and NHL. It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code J&J, that's J-A-N-D-J, so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in select states only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Monday, June 27th, and we missed you guys, sort of. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today, uh, including we're going to do uh, our own uh, draft, which I'm very excited about. Should be a lot of uh, great top-notch nonsense. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by my good friends, Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Been a while. You haven't used that voice probably in a, in a week and a half. The voice is a little rusty. It's been a while. Got to tune it up. Got to tune up. <laughs> Shake the dust off it. <laughs> Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's that, Bubbles? Uh, I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. And we did. We, we took a week and a half off. Um, 
you know, listen, we got we I got we got some tweets. We, I understand people miss the show. The Jenkins and Jones used to take the whole summer off. Oh yeah. You'd be like so, you got bro. like one pod from us for like from like June to August, bro. We did not give a fuck. We did it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we did it like the European way of working and shit, right? Right. Yeah. And we on the holiday. Yeah. We talked about someone we gave a fuck about it. I think I put in the like the description, Legeth- like Legetho Jenkins and Dragonfly Jones talking about shit they actually give a fuck about. And in, and in the summer, we don't be giving a fuck about shit, but being <laughs> summer ass niggas. You feel me? So it was a different era as well, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. In, in everyone's lives. So uh, we uh, the the summer agenda did not used to be taking the baby to her first swimming lesson. Bro, I told y'all I got emotional. G got emotional. Walk by. There's a, like it's we it's like a it's like a center, right? So like they have the preschool shit on the way there, and I saw the preschool sign, and I looked at Rada. I said, "Oh, one day we're gonna have to take her there." And I like started like feeling some weird shit inside of me and I sped off. She's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you walking so fast? I'm emotional. <laughs> and then we're about to turn into the swim thing. I'm like, holy shit, she's already having her first swim lesson. And then I got emotional again. This is a weird experience, guys. But yeah, she had her first lesson. She did really good. Cried about 35% of the time. <laughs> she hasn't seen a lot of kids. Not bad. Yeah, but she, once, she got com- once she got comfortable, it was cool. It was cool. That's was league cool, efficiency. So. Only crying 35% right. of the time on your first, <laughs> on your first swim lesson. <laughs> That's Will. That's Will rookie year. <laughs> 100%. Um, all right. Uh, before we get into the next step, let's talk about the NBA draft just happened. Um, I just have a couple notes from the draft I want to throw out there. Number one. I'm glad Paolo went number one. I know that there was some like different feelings about the top three guys in this draft. He was always to me, the obvious clear cut, most NBA. I I just, I didn't understand it. And so it it made me happy. It was a little bit wild. They took him number one without having worked him out, but I felt like it was that clear that he's the number one guy to me. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think once I saw the the news that they measured him six ten barefoot, I was like, Oh yeah, he's going number one. Lock, Lock it up. Yeah. Nice suit too. I think that's what really got him over the the hump. They saw that purple. They said that man has charisma. Not many can pull that off. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm little saying. Razzle dazzle there on that young little man. razzle dazzle. Like bubble. the cut of that guy's jib. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them diamonds. <laughs> you know what's funny is like you can sit here and go like, oh yeah, if his suit hadn't have fit so well, they you know they they wouldn't have drafted him number one. But then you hear stories like 20 years later, and it really is shit like that. Like I I think mm-hmm. I was just hearing about the Bears drafted a quarterback number one because the GM liked that he drove an old car. <laughs> really? <laughs> Dog, I, for, I forget the, the kid's name, but did you see how some some kid was listed as like 23 on Google and he got that shit fixed like 21 and he jumped up on so many fucking draft boards? Did y'all hear about that? No. Uh, yeah. Wait, so they were Googling him? Yo, and well, they- well, well, yeah, yeah he, no, he was Googling himself. He's like, yo, I'm coming up 23 everywhere. And and then he, he, he you know got that shit fixed. He's really twenty one, and he said he like jumped up on boards. I gotta find the kid's name. I forget who. who no, it was, but I'm. But. What's tripping me out is that the people that were recruiting him were using Google to find out his age and shit, rather than talking to actual people yeah. to know how truly how old he was. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. Which is odd. You know, we use Google to look at these motherfuckers. <laughs> if you're recruiting him, I'd hope you wouldn't just use Google. You know what I mean? <laughs> to find out but this nigga age. You'd be surprised, bro. You would be surprised. And that's it's funny. Crazy. It's funny. Listen, having covered, uh, I think I could talk about this. Having covered like top draft picks or first round guys in baseball, uh, football, and basketball in Long Beach, you can literally look on our Google Analytics in the in dra- during draft prep season and you can see like i went and looked at it after uh, peyton watson got drafted by the nuggets 
oh, right about here, there's a whole lot of activity on our website from Denver. <laughs> Because they literally are. They're just, I mean, part of the, the, the pre-draft process is so there's someone who's reading everything, who's right. looking at every video, who's trying to see, oh, in the background of this video, when his teammate turned the ball over, is he cussing his teammate out? Like, they're combing through everything like that. They have big stats to do that. And it is funny. I have thought about that. Like, you know. Was this I, before I, a guy drafted? You saw these numbers? Well, I didn't go, you know, we don't, I don't go look at it. I, I didn't go look at it before, but it, it okay. I was thinking about it because we had the same thing when Juju got drafted by the Steelers. You go back and you look like, oh, yeah, everyone in <laughs> there was a little circle of people in Pittsburgh that were all over our poly football coverage. <laughs> so that's the new thing. High school reporters, we need to be the ones who unite and find the Google Analytics trends. <laughs> To know where Peyton is getting drafted, you know right, what I mean. A hundred percent. I also want to talk about uh, Chet. Can we use? Can we just use the Slim Reaper for Chet? Since KD didn't want it, it's such a good nickname. I hate that cool no enough. one has he, it. No, no oh, shots to that kid, but he's not cool enough for it. <laughs> also, like, what has he done? You got to yeah, earn that. Yeah, that's, that's too, too cold that's of a nickname, too. bro. I think that's still KD's nickname. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling my kids that's a Slim Reaper. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> um, here is my trivia question for you guys, and I expect this to stump you. Chet went number two, which means that the streak of uh, it, it, let's do some white history, some Caucasian. Oh history. wow, Jesus Christ! It's, it, the, the streak continues In this of of a <laughs> of a white dude from America not being the number one pick. Who was the last white dude from America to be drafted number one overall, or what year was it? Good question. Um, it can't be Bill Walton. It can't be that far back, can it? There's one more recent than Bill Walton. Um, is it old boy from Duke? Was he not drafted number one that year Leitner? when, we, we, when he went to the no. Olympics? Boy, Leitner was in Shaq's class. Hell oh, no, okay. no. Um, Sheesh. <laughs> Um, hmm, hold up, man. I'm gonna get this shit. I'm gonna get this motherfucker. It's, it, this it, 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 it wasn't long after Bill Walton. It's, okay. Is it? Is it? It's gonna be some motherfucker like Joe Barry, Barry Carroll or some shit, or it's a it's it's a name I would not expect any NBA fan of our age to have ever heard oh, of this name because I had never heard of it until I went and hit the Googles for this. 1977. S -s -s um, who's who's that motherfucker? Jack Sigma or whatever the fuck. Kent Benson. Kent Benson. <laughs> Never heard of you ever heard of him? With that <laughs> butler ass name. Who the fuck is Bro. Kent Benson? <laughs> they put a moratorium on it after that. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a kick fucked it up for everybody. That was enough. Has there ever been another Kent in the league since him? They don't Kent even draft Kents anymore. We got oh, yeah, Kent we go. Right, right. Yeah, that's about it. But that was about it, yeah. But yes, Bill Walton was before him in 1974, uh, and Doug Collins was actually <laughs> the, like the year before Bill Walton or whatever. Okay. Different era, which actually we will get to when we're talking about the different eras of uh, of the NBA. And I would just say that I think that does say something with all due respect to Ken Benson. Um, let's talk about the... Oh, go ahead, John. I, know, I was just wondering, like, how... Like, I, I didn't... It's We, we all wonder why Leitner was in the, on the Dream Team, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, how the fuck did he make the dream team? I think you had, did you have to draft one college player at a time? Something, something weird like that was going on? Or they no. just wanted to. So they what, just wanted to which, fuck which over one? Isaiah Thomas and have it. Hurt I, as badly I understand as that part, but yeah. also like Shaq was there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's 
I, I Leonard was a great college basketball player, yeah. but like you said, Leonard, Tyler, you, you nobody make, was drafting him yeah. over Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you so. can make a case like, like you know, besides like you know Kareem and Bill Walton, that Leonard, you know, he's right up there with like all time great college careers. You know what I'm saying? I think it was the it was the quote unquote you know right pick because you know Shaq was a sophomore, Leonard was a four year you know guy, you know two time champ, Naismith dude, so. You know, he had all the accolades, but he damn sure ain't had more talent than Shaq. Nobody Shaq came into the league averaging 25 and 12, I think, his rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, Leitner was not that. You feel me? So, Well, I think that, you know, having read uh, Jack McCollum's book on the Dream Team, they were very conscious of, like, this is being a representative for the sport. And there's just no doubt that a, like, a white dude who had a four-year career at Duke at was Duke, something they were trying right. to add into the mix. You know what was I mean? Was it two like, chips he won, too? So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that's the it's not like people don't talk about the, the racial dynamics of the NBA, but it is like it's just overt in everything in the league's office. that it's like the if they could get we, we talked about we talked about that with Luca. <laughs> the agenda is going to be thriving it's crazy. <laughs> at some point for Luca, <laughs> you know, and so I, it is like, I, yeah, I don't think there's any question like the McDonald's Happy Meal plastic cups that we all had from the fucking dream team. They wanted mm. another white on that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with all due respect to Shaquille. <laughs> Give something for the kids to look forward for to, you know what I mean? Or to wish for. <laughs> uh yeah, you're right, overtly. Um let's talk about the New Jersey Nets. <clears throat> the Brooklyn Nets. Um boy, this has been <laughs> This has been the the story of the off season so far. Uh Tyler, I think you're enjoying it uh more than most. <laughs> oh buddy. Oh buddy, am I. Where, where where are the Nets right now and what are your thoughts on the situation? Gentlemen, do I have a take for you guys? But oh, <laughs> now, I have up. been, I have been thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying this. We don't have basketball, so we got the drama here, and I've been loving it. And it's looking like this shit is about to blow up, bro. And if this all blows up in Brooklyn, if Kyrie walks, and if Kevin wants out, make no mistake about it, this shit is on the Nets. It's not on Kyrie; it is on mm. the Nets. And y'all know I am the furthest thing from a Kyrie apologist, right? Mm. But this would not be on Kyrie. This shit will be on Joe side and this shit will be on Sean Marks. And look, man, I get it. I get it. You know, Kyrie has proven to be extremely unreliable. You literally never know what you're going to get day to day with him. You know, looking Kyrie, you, you, you know, locking Kyrie in on like, you know, a highly stipulated deal that incentivizes availability and dedication to the franchise. That's the physically responsible way for the Nets to go about this. You know, the Nets going about this deal in that matter makes all the sense in the world from a business standpoint. And it makes no sense from a people management standpoint. It is a terrible way for the Nets to approach this from a people management standpoint, because the Nets are making a mistake here that so many corporations, like not just NBA front offices make. And that mistake is being so concerned with, you know, preventing or like mitigating financial loss that you sacrifice people management and sink employee morale in the process to do so. And then the fallout from that, comes back to bite you in the ass even worse than what you were trying to prevent on the front end because you know you shit it on your employees in an attempt to protect your bottom line so then your employees decide to drop their nuts and you know and let you know who's really making shit move around here we see it all the time and that's what we're seeing here and the nets should have known better right they should have known better because the nets knew damn well that Kyrie and kd were packaged in when they locked them in mm -hmm. we all knew that Kyrie and all the shit that comes with them that's the kd tax that's the cost of having KD locked in on your team. And you knew that when you signed up for this. And on top of that, 
when those two agreed to sign in with um to sign on with the Nets, that was the biggest moment in that franchise's history since they moved to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest splash that franchise has made since moving to Brooklyn. There's a certain gratitude that should be paid to those two from the Nets forever for being the first to stamp them in the way that no other superstars did. The right way for the Nets to approach this is you pay those two every penny and you retire them as Nets. You hang those jerseys in the Raptors and you set the precedent that you're a franchise to take care that takes care of your guys, because this shit is bigger than Kyrie. The reputation and the perception of your franchise is on the line here. And, you know, for a franchise who like, you know, prides themselves on being anti Knicks, whose whole brand is, you know, you want to live in New York City, but you want to play for a competent franchise. Come to Brooklyn. If they lose Kyrie and KD, all that shit is dead, bro. Like this, that's an, this, this, this will be an all time fumble. You know, y'all fumble those two. Y'all are basically the Knicks with an in-house DJ who sprinkles a little more Biggie in his playlist. Right? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so yeah, man, there's a lot of shit that I'm not on Kyrie's side about. You know what I'm saying? But I'm on his side here. There's a debt of gratitude that isn't being repaid by the Nets. The Nets are trying to get around paying the KD tax that they signed up for. The Nets are reneging on the handshake agreement, the gentleman's deal that they agreed upon that, you know, those two are a package deal. They're prioritizing protecting you know their investments so much that they're shitting all over employee morale in the process and it's looking like it's going to cost them big so i understand fully why Kyrie wants out he's probably gone i think that bridge is already burning soon we'll see if kd follows suit so the fallout from playing horrible with Kyrie and going back on all the shit you agreed to when you signed up for these two could very well be fumbling every motherfucking thing and opening the season with ben simmons as your franchise player and the nets will have no one to blame here but themselves because like i said Although the Nets approach this in a very physically responsible way, they approach this in a terrible way in regard to employee relations. And you have to know when it's time to prioritize employee morale over your bottom line. And this was absolutely one of those moments. But, you know, good for them. They put their foot down. They sure did show Kyrie. (laughs) And, you know, I hope it was worth it because it might have cost them everything. But we'll see how it plays out. You should be hired. You might get hired from this. Yeah. Like outside of basketball. (laughs) Like, bro, hey, you put that this, HR this hat on like a motherfucker. You know this is my bad, bro. You this put the human resource crisis. Hat on, bro. You know what I'm saying? This, hey, I, I, you might get some job <laughs> offers from this. Yeah. Right? Right, right, right. You're right. But no, I mean, everything you said is a fact. Everything you said is a fact. You know, I mean, and this is be might be, we were talking, what, a few years ago, like, with them having Harden, like, how can anybody beat them? You know what I'm saying? Like, guaranteeing them a chip at least once out of the next two years, and we've seen what they've done with it. I mean, this is one of the biggest fumbles we've seen. You know what I'm saying? And also, like, we, we talked about, like, they don't need coaching. Like, when people were saying that shit, you know what I mean? And they got Steve Nash, and they just threw a coach, just threw somebody at him. Like, here, you know what I mean? Bro, this is, I mean, there's a bunch of things that they've done to fuck it up, and they're just continuing to do that, you know what I mean, with this situation. But, like you said, they knew Kyrie was a package deal with KD. You know what I mean? Kyrie, Kyrie hasn't been easy, but you get fucking Kevin Durant out of that. Maybe the best offensive player we've ever seen in our lifetime. And you're willing to let that go, you know, over like, you know, some, I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's just, it it seems like a, it's a dumb decision from my seat as it's a regular motherfucker watching basketball. I can't imagine being in the seat, making decisions and thinking that's a smart way to go about this. It's ridiculous. The thing about going all in is that you go all in. You can't go all in and then hedge, you went all in. You went all in with those dudes, and it's exactly what Tyler said. Once you decide you're rolling with them, you're rolling with them. You can't half-step to that shit because one of them turns out to (laughs) be a little less committed to basketball than you want. Like You're going all in, and teams do sometimes need to make 
fiscally irresponsible decisions for the sake of the future of their franchise. Yeah. I've talked about this on the show before. The Lakers did that with Kobe Bryant at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Does Braun, are the Lakers viewed as a different franchise if they, if Kobe Bryant ends his career as a fucking grizzly or something? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yes. You know, I do. I do. I, d- does Braun look at the Lakers differently? Approaching his free agency, does AD look at the Lakers different? I think that they do. I think that that matters. And ultimately, as you said, I mean, the league is about those 10, 15 game changers at any given point and where they are. It starts and ends there. We could talk about the job the Warriors have done putting people around Steph and Clay and Draymond, including obviously, you know, all-timer and Kevin Durant. But it comes down to those top-level dudes. I mean, you're just not winning with – Oh, their balance at the small forward position and their depth. You know, I mean, it's just it has to start with the big and then you fill in the stuff. And what's mm-hmm. ironic to me about the Nets, which you didn't mention, is they did a great job of all the the secondary shit. They put a great team around them. They put mm-hmm. shooters, they put depth, they put experience, but they didn't put a coach who had experience, which has, has been a running joke here. You just can't like you can only turn up Kevin Durant's minutes so far because at some point there's only 48 of them in a game, right? right. And so that's that's what's kind of shocking to me is they mismanaged the easy part. You got you did the hard part. You got mm-hmm. the two premier dudes and you built a good team around them and then you fucked it up after that. That from that point you put in a good veteran coach and you stay committed to your stars and try and year by year, build the best team around. Like that's it. That's, that's it. the whole thing. They, they shut the window on themselves. Yeah. What are they going to do with that money though? You know what I'm saying? Like what, like you, you have Kyrie and I know he's been a, like this year he's been annoying. And Kyrie just in general is just annoying motherfucker. Just a weird, just a odd kooky dude. You feel me? But he's still 27 or 46% from the field and 41 from fucking three point line. He was 50, 40, 90 the year before that at 26 points. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie is not the issue. He didn't play that well in the, in, the, in this series, right? And he got hurt the series before that. But what the fuck are you else going to get that? What are you else going to do with that money? Like you, like Mike, like you said, Mike. The easy fix is a coach. You need a fucking coach. You know what I'm saying? You have a god tier defender coming in, Ben Simmons. You know what I'm saying? Like that'll help with the defensive woes. You know, get in some get get, get some get some guys to do some dirty work. You feel me? And you got a fucking other chance to run at a chip. You know, I mean, it would be difficult, obviously. It's not guaranteed like the years before, like, like we thought at least. But, you, I mean, the, the, the fixes that they can do are really easy. And the stipulations that kept Kyrie from, from, from playing last year aren't, don't exist anymore. Kyrie can play basketball. There's those, those stipulations don't, don't, don't cause him to sit on the sideline. So wh- I don't know why, what, what is the purpose of pushing this? It's not going to make the team better. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just ridiculous. It, it, it's 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 a, it's a it's a nut dragging contest, and the Nets can't win this. You know what I'm saying? You you're don't not have Kyrie, the, bro. You're, like, you're not KD. Like no one bro. in the front office is one of those ten or fifteen you feel guys me? in the league. They aren't. So there's they no, aren't. There's bro. no contest. It's, <laughs> who they want to do? What, what, who they want to spend that money on? Who right. they gonna spend that money on? Like you know what I'm saying? That's just weird. It's it. They sidestep it such. They sidestepped such a very simple fix to to try to, you know, assert their authority here. The, what the Nets should have done is, yo, Kyrie's our guy. We're paying him every fucking penny. The end. Twitter calls you stupid for a day, but you still got fucking Kyrie and KD. You know what I'm saying? That's all that fucking matters. And, and they're about you to might fumble get this whoever, shit. And you might get whoever in, right? Because they're not going, well, what the fuck are they on? You know, right. you don't have right. every, every potential right. free agent right. for the next decade going, 
Whoa. You're in New York. People want to come there. Just be a decently, you know, like ran organization, and you can and it, it can, you can make it work. You can find somebody, to, a third guy, to come in there and, and figure it well, out. I mean, I mean you already got three actually with Ben Simmons. You yes, know, what I'm saying just to, find some to, small but pieces. But to Tyler's point on the HR front, you have to understand as a front office that the players in the league feel differently about Kyrie than Twitter does. Yeah, he is like he is probably the fucking league favorite. You know what I'm saying? He's a hooper, super. They love people that love dude. that dude. And, yeah. and, Every and time, what they're seeing is you going, oh, Kyrie's trying to make a decision that's, you know, right for his family or whatever. I disagree with that viewpoint, but you know that that's not like a minority yeah, opinion in the NBA. In, right. Those are the people that you're trying to get to come to your team. Every right. NBA player who I've interviewed talked about Kyrie being a top 75. It should be easy. Okay. And that's the guys like you said are trying to get to come to your team. Right, like, Stay off Twitter. Don't listen to me. What I got to yeah. say about that nigga. Don't listen to us, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Listen to the people you are trying to get to come work with you work for you or work with you. Like, you know like, what I'm saying? like what the fuck are the Nets going to say if they, of, um, if they try to pitch Wiggins, you know what I'm saying? Who went through the same shit that Kyrie did. They, they will have right. no shot at getting him. Probably. Right. 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 And Wiggins is a great, great player, but that he ain't going to give you the bang for your buck you're going to get with Kyrie. That's you know what I'm saying? Not yet. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, it's crazy. Uh, prayers up if this continues to implode for the, uh, the I'm sure, underpaid Nets uh, ticket sales office representatives um, <laughs> who are going to have to call, who are going to have to field the call Ooh. from the people who had the, I'm sure, six-figure courtside seats for the year to see Bro. Katie and Kevin, to see Katie and Kyrie who are now going to the Ben Simmons show <laughs> at I'm sure what will not be a discounted rate. Uh, <laughs> how many off how much offense are you gonna see on that team? Like if he's the center of it. <laughs> you know what I'm like, saying? This is gonna look like two thousand four pistons out of this motherfucker. <laughs> but um dog, the Twitter detectives have been on it like they have removed Kyrie from like all of their press releases and all their I tickets saw that. And and shit on That's been over the or... last few weeks though. Yeah. Like it's been like they've yeah, it's been consistent. They've kind of leaned towards this, and I think it's kind of blown up over the last week, but steps have been made to get it here. That's it's just silly. Praise up. Petty. It's the pettiest shit, bro. You, you know what I'm saying? It's the pettiest, weirdest shit. Um, all right. Should we do our uh, our draft? Are you ready? Are you fucking Are you ready? ready? Are we ready? <laughs> it's draft time. We don't it's know shit time. about the college players because we don't watch college basketball because it's, it's trash. So we're <laughs> creating our own different draft. Well, I, I know he, enough about college basketball to say fuck Mick Cronin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know I, enough but, about that. When you got a top five player and he playing twelve minutes a fucking game, <laughs> I know that shit, and I'll say it. You feel me? Because I don't know that nigga. All I'll say <laughs> is this, okay? There, there, there's a dude named Derek Martin who is an NBA guy who uh, came out of St. Anthony in Long Beach, played at UCLA. He tweeted at the UCLA AD after Peyton was drafted, and he just said, we have a first-round talent that couldn't get 15 minutes a game. Ooh, Something's un wrong here, Martin. Real. <laughs> he, oh, we call that motherfucking Martin, too, by his first name, huh? <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. I just say this, man. If a, if NBA G, this is all I'll say on it, because I'm not trying to get, you know, I'm not speaking for anyone but myself. Just a <laughs> hey, text to me, can, me, and I'll say it, bro. If the <laughs> NBA GM <laughs> says, we think that this 19-year-old kid has NBA all-defense first-team potential, and you have a reputation as being a defensive-minded coach, and you don't have a spot for that dude in the rotation? Damn, I don't know. Someone's reputation's fucked up. <laughs> I, I, I don't really like comparing players to gods, right? Because, like, dog, you know, compare these motherfuckers to Michael K. Gilchrist. You know what I mean? Like, dog, that's what most of these players are <laughs> right, like, trying to like, be. Right, but, like, it's wait, fucked wait, wait, up. Wait, wait, People wait, are but, talking but, about but, but, Chet but, 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 and Giannis and shit. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah 100%. And, and, like, but KD compared him to himself. KD said, 
that Peyton didn't he, didn't KD say when he watched Peyton and said he reminds him of himself. You he, know what I mean? KD pulled up to watch him, watch him person. play, yes. and talked about how his game was similar to his own. You feel me? Six foot nine, and, six foot eleven wingspan. Bro, loves you feel me? Defense. Loves playing defense. God, God. I mean, that's so, per, per what we saw in high school, God tier offensive player. And you want to just have him sitting on the end of your bench, twelve minutes a game, three points. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, what the fuck? It's just, I, I just do not understand that, bro. These niggas need a nigga. <laughs> I hate, I hate who said it, but he, but it was jail, right. But goddamn, the, the, the vessel, the said. vessel wasn't the one to, to, to deliver that message, but the message <laughs> came from God. Okay, <laughs> it just went through the devil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. It, it is so funny to me how frequently I hear people quote Robert Sarver, <laughs> bro, because he was bro. It went past all the wild shit he's. Hey, I remember. I remember the moment reading that shit, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> "I love it," and I just hate where it came from. But hey, the truth is the truth, regardless of who the vessel is that gives it to us. You feel me? Um. All right. So, uh, as John said, in light of doing, uh, instead of grinding the tape, um, <laughs> we had a conversation. An actual genuine conversation between the three of us in the group chat. Uh, this is not like a contrived pod thing, but we really were kind of <laughs> tearing each other up over Steph being a top 10 dude or not and what that top 10 looked like. Mm -hmm. So what we wanted to do is a draft where we're each going to have three picks. It'll be a snake order. So one, two, three, three, two, one, one, two, three. Our producer Jackson is going to do the 10th pick. Um, but... I want to just get a couple of points clear. We're going by like at their peak, how they'd play now. Right. We're not yes. going by like what, who has the yes. best numbers on the paper or whatever. Yes. Is that, am I we're right? We're building that? a team, right? We're building a team. Like it's going to be like a three on three team. Right. So like, um, you know, I, I don't want to approach it like building a team. Cause I feel like you're going to overlook who's the best player and like pick for your needs. You know what I'd I mean? I'd be looking for a big or whatever. Right. Or exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I thought we was doing. Cause you said we talking about a three on three, who would win in a three on three. I mean, we can see afterwards. how it shakes out after that, but I don't, I don't want us to go into this thing. Okay. I need a wing now. Okay. okay. I need a big, now. I want us to pick the best guy available. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because, because, okay. because the conversation sent from you know it's Steph top 10 now and you know I said if there's an all-time NBA draft you cannot tell me that 10 guys are getting taken over Steph no, no I, I, I think way. I know because yeah. I mean also because like it's he's he's the second best point guard of all time so if you're trying to fill a spot yes if we're doing it like the NBA but I mean bro like I'm not I'm not I, I, I told y'all when I when I sent y'all that statute I said I said bro I'm like this is this he's this is a top ten career, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, but I'm like, I just don't know who to take off on that list. Because when you get to that point, it becomes gods. And so I want to say this too. Yeah. Steph did enough to I said Steph did enough to win. I think he did. I think everybody averages. I mean, we when the last time we saw a motherfucker not average 30 to win a win a series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I mean, I think uh like Braun had 29 and 12 or some shit. Uh, uh, what's your boy name? Giannis had thirty five and like fucking sixteen or some shit. Ka Ka Kawhi had twenty nine and like I think eight. You know what I mean? So great series. I just don't know. Like based upon what we said starting off, I don't know what he did in that series to make him jump these guys. And right. it's just really hard to jump these guys. You know, yeah. it, I, I think it's ex extremely debatable. And we said that. Well, but look. It's just, so the, the, the these other are gods, is, man. The, the way these conversations happen is more so by emotion. I mean, it's the same thing when they do the All-NBA or they do All-Stars. You always go, well, this dude's an All-Star. And you go, well, who would you take off? And people can't really take anyone off. You're like, but I just feel like he's at an All-Star When you caliber. look at that list, that it's, feels it's, like right. a top 10. Like, he should be. 
obviously one of the best players, but that top 10 gets, it's, gets so crowded. And but it's, it's, the, it's the same thing with Magic having a Mount Rushmore that have five people on it. I've got 14 dudes in my top 10, you know? <laughs> the top 15 is top 10. <laughs> the top I got 15 top, 15, top 10 top caliber 10. dudes. Bro. Uh, 12 of them I would put in the top 10, and three of them I wouldn't, even though I acknowledge the top 10 dudes. So, uh, all right, Jackson, can you um, get up a random number generator or something to help us out with the draft order? Yes, I did that while you guys were rambling. And the <laughs> we're rambling, is... okay? We're tr- we're setting it up, bro. We're being Jiggas and Jones, bro. This is a ramble podcast, the bro. <laughs> uh, the draft order is number one, Tyler. Number two, John. Number three, I Mike. thought we were picking numbers. You just I thought we gonna... numbers. How'd you do that? What... I, I, I had a random dice rolling oh, internet wow. website. I assigned, since there's six numbers, I had one and two was Mike, three and four was Tyler, five and six was what John. Was it it went. Don't four, matter, Mike. Si- you third. Four, six, <laughs> this motherfucker is sore loser. I am too, though, so I get it. He did the four, draft six, order in the darkness. That's all. I'm just <laughs> pointing that out. You gotta, I didn't see him pick the ping pong ball out of the fucking machine. <laughs> we, you want to recount? You okay, want to recount? Tyler, John, me, me, John, Tyler, Tyler, John, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is someone going to keep a tally of things? Yeah, here? I'll write it down. Yep. News guy on the, on the fucking job. So we're going to make the pick and then we'll talk about it all in the end, right? Yeah. 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 We gonna, well, we and then I, we'll probably discuss each pick depending on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. So, I mean, there's, I don't think there's any suspense here on who my number one pick is. It's yeah. LeBron. <laughs> It's, it's LeBron, Raymond, motherfucking James Sr. The biggest fucking, you know, I, I don't think anyone maximizes your team better in NBA history than LeBron. I think he's the greatest fucking basketball mind ever. You know, so that's a no-brainer for me. LeBron, for sure. Michael Jordan, come on, dog. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Do we have to even explain yeah. that shit? And then no-brainer. And the thing about with, with the LeBron thing, I, I've gone back and forth with, like, but I've I, I, I just, I, LeBron's the best basketball player I've ever seen. And I saw Le, Jordan at his at his peak. But I think Jordan, with his career and his accolades, I think he's the greatest. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. one or two, it's all you know. It, it depends on what you what you you know <clears throat> lean toward. It's all good. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, in whatever order you want to put. It doesn't matter. I got three or four. I'll go with Magic and Kareem. Makes sense. I got them right there too. I got them. That's three or four right there. Okay. Now it's, back it's me. John. It's my turn. It's my turn. It's oh, my turn. Yes, are we snaking? Now is where it starts because I feel like that. You know, the top four, yeah. you kind of all know where we're going. Yeah, so now yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm top curious. Top five, from I think. Here top top yeah. four, top five. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think for me as well. I, you know, like, I think Kareem was the. Uh, I think I think Kareem was the the only big that I've said that I think I would choose over Will. I think Shaq is obviously more dominant, but Kareem average. I mean, Will averaged thirty and twenty. Came into the league averaging uh thirty five and twenty seven. Just a god, you know what I mean? And I mean, I just, I don't, I just, I, best athlete maybe we've ever seen in the league. Just completely unstoppable, and he'd be unstoppable 400 years from now. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, 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 think, I think I think the the comment I would make about uh, about Will is when you look at video of old basketball players, which we famously have done and not been super approving of. <laughs> you don't I think always no people see that the- made the cut are Will and and and, and Bill. That's the, everybody else. Kick right. rocks, you feel You don't me? always see the way that it translates to the like Wilt Chamberlain, like Johnson. You can't picture a version of basketball that he would not be one of the most dominant. Yeah, like he, you know, I, I just he would be in any era. What would be up there at the very top? Bro, so that, yes, bro had a fifty and twenty five season. He good anytime. Like if we had a fucking D twelve kid out there averaging fifty and twenty five, he'd go top five. You know what I mean? So for sure, I, I think we good at any era. What, 
what's interesting is the old heads now like to talk about how today's players would do in the 90s. I think it's a much more interesting conversation to talk about how older players would do now. And I think you can make the argument that Wilt would be more dominant in 2022 than he was at that time because of his size. And the fact and that there's no one really he fucking could run with him the floor, he could like pass, that. he could, you know what I'm saying? He could score. Yeah. He would be a phenomenal in today's game for sure. He was MVP and rookie of the year for his first year. And he was a scoring champion for like seven or eight years straight. Like my nigga, wasn't nobody fucking with him. You we could pull. talk about Bill Russell winning more, right. but he used to get fucking cooked by Will. You know you what I mean? You put Will in the space and pace era of bigs with undersized bigs. I mean, who like put Wilt on any team in the NBA playing against the Warriors in the finals? Who is matching up with Will Chamberlain? Zero. <laughs> on this year's NBA championship team. And he's got more space than he had at that time because there's a three-point line and people are playing out to that. And he's he's so much more physical than Duzar now because he plays that way. Like it, I mean, he didn't have a Euro step at that time. That wasn't available to him. They were calling fouls on on soft contact. Like, I mean, yeah, it's. It, I think you can make the argument Wilt Chamberlain more dominant in 2022 than he was in the 60s. Sure. Well, keeping it with the dominant thing, um, I'm going Shaq, bro. Like I've told y'all before. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's there's times I think 3P Shaq is the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Like 2000 mm-hmm. to fucking 2002 Shaq, I think he might possibly be the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Man was averaging 37 and 16 and three blocks per game in the finals against the fucking <laughs> defensive players of the year. Like fucking Ben Wallace gets praised for holding him to 26 and 14 in the finals. He gave fucking Matumbo 40 and 20 that game one. And we overlook it because that was that game one is AI's moment, right? And shouts to AI. Right. He, he deserved that shit. He went for fucking, what, I think 48 and hit the game winner. Um, But yeah, Shaq, man. For sure. You, you've got the most modern team, and it's interesting, again, because people talk about today's era like it's softer, but you've got the most modern team out of, out of all of us. You're telling me LeBron and Shaq come from the, <laughs> the I mean, Finesse there's somebody era. on television. There's somebody from television that'll tell you they couldn't have done it back then. Yeah. That's ridiculous, yeah. All right, your other pick, Tyler. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, let me goddamn. 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 Oh, shit. We're here already. Um, I'm, I'm going with KD. I'm going with Man, <laughs> I had KD coming in. At- Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. 
That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 10 like because i I, i'm because i think i think steph and katie steph katie and Giannis are the three i think can make the top 10 like Mm -hmm. in it by the end of their career right but i looked at like and the only reason i chose katie at 10 was because i looked at steph in his career and like bro you look at the numbers all-star selections first team all nba and like you know we steph's steph's best you know like ability is his offense right Katie's the best offensive player we've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm like, well, how do I squeeze Steph in? His career is better based on the chips. But I think he has what? I think he has four. He has he has four, three more. Uh, he's been in the finals three more times. So he's been in the finals seven times. And Katie has more finals MVPs than him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like little things like that. You know what I mean? So plus averages. I think he averages more than Steph. Shoots close to Steph. You know what I mean? As far as percentages. I mean, uh, free throw from the three-point line. I think he shoots better from the field. So. It's just, it's hard, bro. Go ahead. Is it my turn, though? It's mine? You got pick eight. You better fuck me up. This is not how I thought this was going to go. I didn't think KD was going to seven. I thought KD was 10th. I I thought KD, if KD snuck in, it was 10th. I think it was was I thought I was going to sneak KD at nine. I thought I was too, bro. I had him at, I had him at, (laughs) I had him, him and Kobe right there at nine. I can't really oh. fuck with Tyler's team. LeBron, Shaq, and KD is fucking. <laughs> That's me, <laughs> well, what, I mean, the only t- mm-hmm. the only thing you could possibly do on that team is try and run Shaq, basically. Mm-hmm. But in I a think, competitive environment where Shaq wants to win, you you fucked. <laughs> I think I'm going with Tim. I think I'm going with Timmy. I'm going with Tim Duncan. I, think between, I know you a, you a Tim hater, but we saw the stash, nigga. The yeah. numbers ain't lying, and it was in a very, you know what I'm saying, uh, a difficult time to win, and he did it over. The longevity is almost unparalleled as far as not make, making the playoffs every year's career. Came into the fucking league going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Taking chips from gods, you feel me? It's 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 hard to it's hard to 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 not say that Timmy is is right there. So it's between Timmy and Larry for me. But I, I got I got Tim. Yeah, bro was a, a 26-12 and three block per game MVP. Like, come ridiculous. on, dog. Ridiculous. I mean, what we what we yeah what we what, what we arguing about here? I'm annoyed as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, be a hater really forever. I admire this. You gotta take the first white man on the list. 
<laughs> y'all taking a Celtic? Bro, oh, you're going to have... Go, go, go. Y'all put me in a situation where we're eight picks deep and no one picked Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think... I, no, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Us talking about Bill, like, I feel like his career allows yes. him to be in that conversation. I mean, at 15 and 22, nothing to scoff at, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? And he was winning at all levels. I think he... One chips every year from college throughout his entire NBA career, except for every year, except for two years. That's a god, bro. You feel yeah. me? Um, but yeah, I just don't think like when we t- get in here. I think when you we, we talking about who would we pick as a player, his career is much better than anybody else's, and it's I don't know if Steph's that much better of a player to man- balance out the career. But if we're talking about hoopers, Steph's a better yeah. hooper. Yeah, he's, you know what I, I mean. I mean, Bill is, is has the greatest career. He's the most accomplished player in NBA history, but. I mean, I'll, I'll give y'all a spoiler. He didn't make my big board. If we're just talking about just straight up talent, picking guys at their top peak, 10, yeah, top mm-hmm. 10. Did not mine either. He's and I was arguing about of, him last time. He's on my time. list yeah. of three that I, uh, top 10 guys that I would not put in my personal top 10. Can you guess mm-hmm. the other two? <laughs> One's Timmy D. Bird, I feel like the Celtics hate is going to keep Bird off. So, Timmy D and Bird. Well, so that's se- the, Larry Timmy. Bird has two strikes against him on my Yeah, board. Be, 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 be a white and a Celtic. Oh. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's Timmy. It's Timmy. It's Timmy and Bird, right? Are those yeah. The, okay. Yep. Yeah, Timmy. Yeah, that makes sense. That Let makes me sense. say this about Timmy before I make my last pick, which I don't feel great about, but which I'm going to make. Here's the thing: you're talking about basketball. You're talking about not crunching numbers, not fucking who can make the most tiles or whatever. You're talking about an art form that's physically acted out, right? Mm-hmm. And you're talking about, as John said. So many hundreds of thousands, millions of people have played the sport. You're trying to cram the top 10 into the top 10. There's easily 20 people you could put in the top 10. So someone could make an argument for Hakeem, and I'd be like, absolutely. Facts. 100%, Facts. Right? There's, Facts. there's people that aren't going to be in here. You can make a – I mean, Kobe Bryant. There's so many people you can make. Has anyone who is not a Spurs fan ever been inspired by Tim Duncan? Has, has, has No, but seriously, has anyone ever been moved – by Tim Duncan, that was not a San Antonio. Has anyone pretended to be? But that's Tim where Duncan? you got to reach to to keep him off the top ten. Shit that ain't got shit to do with basketball. <laughs> facts. <laughs> it but ain't it has got everything nothing to do with basketball with the at the game. same time. It has nothing to do with basketball, but it has everything, everything to do with, to do with the art at the same time. Everything to do with the art that is basketball. Doctor so, yeah. J is not a dude who any most people our age would put in a in a list of whatever, right? Yeah, but the coolest basketball coach I've ever known, a dude named Sharif Matoyer, was a coach at Poly before Shell. Okay, used to uh, this is an OG dude in Long Beach. Used to walk around practice when the team was fucking up, roll like shaking dice in his hands. We roll the dice, and that was how many suicides the team had to run. You know what That's I mean? So fire! Just an Yo, is, he, is, he, is he still just, alive? Yeah. Is he still alive? Hey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to shake that man. Yeah. He's not hand, even that dog. old. He's See, not even that old, but Dr. That's, J. That's, that's the shit Sarver was talking about right there, bro. But yeah. These <laughs> niggas need that nigga. Not a nigga. That nigga, bro. You feel me? Sharif's hey, nickname is Doc because of Julius Irving. And this is a dude who did not... I mean, like, this is a dude... This guy's not 80 years old. He's a youngish guy. He's not that much older than us. But, like, yeah. that was what Julius Irving was inspiring in people across the country. I don't see that for Tim Duncan. And to me, if you're talking about 10, that matters enormously to me. 
cultural uh, impact, how much people care about you, whatever. Jim you Duncan is a fucking Dr. spreadsheet, J, bro. Like, Dr. J might be the second coolest hooper ever behind like AI. Though. Like this, <laughs> I think Dr. J may be the coolest. I think AI is the coolest to us because yeah, of our age group. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that's stack, why you know I'm explaining I mean? to you why in my list of 12 well, dudes in the up there too, though. Dr. J is up there too. Yeah. You see him now with the motherfucking boop my pick at nine my pick at nine is oscar robinson and i think oh, i make wow. the same I, I make the same argument for him that i would make for wilt that i actually think he's arguably more dominant today than he was back then a guy mm. at that size he had outside scoring ability for that era and so i've got magic kareem oscar robinson you've got john's got mj wilt and tim duncan and tyler's got lebron Shaq, and kd and we got jackson coming in with the number 10 pick who you got He's gonna fucking pick Bill Russell. Pick, he, no, he's gonna pick Bird. No, I just want to say I was not expecting. I was not expecting to have to leave off Steph Curry for my top ten. From this, you were not 10. expecting think, that Larry Bird and Bill Russell would be available. At I 10. was not expecting that Larry Bird was gonna be here, and I'm just gonna just gonna. I I think that at their we're talking about best players, talent at their peaks type of thing. I think at their peaks, Larry Bird was just as good, if not better, than Magic Johnson. Best best statistical year. Just if oh, we're yeah. gonna, he was. Just, I mean, Larry's a god. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson god, averaged twenty four points a game, twelve point two assists. Amazing. Fifty two percent from the field, twenty percent from three. Also six rebounds. They're almost identical in size. They have almost identical accolades, except for for rings. Larry Bird's best season here averaged twenty nine point nine. Six assists, nine rebounds, shooting 53%, 41%, 92%. Just different. In the 80s. In the 80s. Just, in the 80s. So if that guy had like modern modern numbers and modern trainers to like get become the best shooter in the league now, that's probably like at, as good if not better than Steph in terms of shooting. I just think that he he's, in terms of peak Larry, and, and team building, like guy who could big pass shoots like whatever rebound whatever you wanted to do it's it's larry bird and, and that and go ahead go ahead go yeah ahead, i was gonna go say I, I think larry bird's better than steph too i don't think steph is a pass bird. me too and that and that's what i was talking about last week it's like it's not that steph doesn't deserve to be in the top 10 he's done everything to deserve to be in the top 10 and he's only gonna do more you know what i mean Steph, like i said before steph has a like a, a extreme like a, a the best old man game you've ever seen he's not dame like where he shoots from the, those those distances and then takes hits when he goes to the lane. He uses his floater a lot. He's not on the floor getting beat up hellas. You know what I'm saying? Like Steph can do this for another four or five years. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and I would not be surprised. You know what I mean? But it's just like, gee, who are we talking about though? And I mean, and so like, it's not to say do nothing and talk shit about Steph. Bro, I love watching Steph. I've seen just as much Steph as anybody else, motherfucker. I'm going to turn that motherfucker on when that demon playing basketball. I don't give a goddamn, you know what I'm saying? What the hell going on in my life? Saw me here, sit next to me. We watching basketball right now, <laughs> baby girl. You feel what I'm saying? But no, you feel me like, so, but it's just like the guy who, it's like bringing everybody up and like, who are the people on that list? And it is thick. And there's not a lot of room to have gaps. You know what I mean? And if you're gonna so, be the best offensive player, to you know, if you if, if like like people like KD who, who who Tyler picked early, which I was surprised, you know what I mean? Like, dude, you had a dude on your team, same same circumstances. I think Steph was the most important player on that team. I think KD was the best player in that team, and he proved it with this play in the biggest moments. And that's why I say. That's why, like, that's talking shit about, you know, KD was on your team. No, I don't do it that way. I'm talking about in the top 10 list, we got to talk about it because, because this is, this is who he's, he's, he's arguing. This is who we're arguing, you know what I'm saying? To take away for off the list to put him on there. And that's my point, G. You know, I don't think it's, that's how he doesn't deserve to be on there. 
He deserves to. It's just very fucking difficult because they're the best to ever do it in a game that's been around for as long as it's been around. It's hard. Yeah. So it's not a shit. It's not. It's not. A, it's not. I'm not shitting on Steph in any way. Well, we could. We could do. We could. I mean, the other thing that I would point out, we could redo the draft with a different order or whatever. We we come out with different stuff every time for based sure, on for ba- sure. ba- based on like building teams out and all that other shit too. Like, I think. I mean, I, I, you know, look, I, I made my case about Tim Duncan or whatever. I, I, you obviously, as you said, the stuff he did on the court is, it's, it's impregnable, you know. But you found a way to hate, and I thought it was unhateable. You found a way. <laughs> you found a way. Well, look, I mean, the, the who the, is he the, inspired? We, we, we saw the video during the finals of the, um, the monk in Tibet pulling up from from a Steph spot, right? Like this oh, yeah. is a dude who forever changed the way basketball is played. So to me. I think there's room. I mean, I do think there's room with him. I, I understand by the numbers. I certainly understand it. But I do think it could be one of those things that's funny 30, 40 years, whatever, when uh, when our kids are watching basketball. If it keeps going in the direction it's going, if the pendulum doesn't swing back and they don't legislate away some of the advantages of the three-pointer, well, this is, but this might be like leaving Jesus Christ off the list. Yeah, yeah. I mean? that, like, that's exactly what I was going to say. If you're someone who prioritizes impact, Steph is probably number one for you. When we go back and look at basketball history, there's going to be a definitive before Steph and after Steph. Like, like oh, you yeah, said, no like doubt. basketball, no just, like BC, no AD. You know what I'm saying? Like, he changed the game that much. And so, the biggest thing that I've seen from Steph to do, like, the most amazing thing is when I went to watch my little brother play basketball, he was in fourth grade, one pair of LeBrons, which my brother was wearing, you feel me? Maybe two or three other pairs of KDs. Everything else was Steph's. Mm. So while we're clowning them fucking shoes online, them them kids is wearing them motherfuckers. You feel (laughs) me? Shuffleboard ass, startable cruise ass shoes. (laughs) 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 Hey, they they wearing the hell out of them motherfucking tread safes. You feel me? So yeah, G. I mean, so I mean, his impact is undeniable on the game and 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 the generation after us. Yeah, we have a saying at the five six two, which is the kids are never wrong. They might not always be right, but they're going to be here when we're not, which yeah. means that they're not wrong. <laughs> right. You feel me? It'd it be like that. <laughs> I don't care how ugly we think the shoes are. At some point, there'll be a solid era when we are not here. And, they and good are for them, though, because fuck <laughs> listening to us, dog. I don't want a kid coming to me for fashion advice. Nigga, I'm old, bro. You feel me? Go wear them colorful, cool-ass pants and shit, G. You know what I'm saying? Don't be like me, dog. You know what I'm saying? You make a decision for me. The chicks don't like that shit that I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? In your age group, do, do your thing, G. Um, my five top ten players who did not make it into their top ten. That's a- Steph, not in no order. Steph, yeah. Hakeem, Kobe, Dr. J, and Bill Russell. All my guys made it except Steph. Yeah. I think I think I think Kobe I think Kobe is right there like he could be ninth. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I could have picked right Kobe there. and done an yeah. all Laker team. I just didn't want people saying oh he's being an all Laker dude or whatever. I Plus, thought it was going that route. I thought well, but I, I think you know, I think yeah. I, but I also think the big O fits with Magic and Kareem. I mean, you're going to see a beautiful type of basketball that I don't think has been on the court. Yeah, I mean, that thing's going to be moving and Dime we're going up dropping. against Shaq. That's all I got is ball movement. <laughs> like, I don't Crazy, crazy, but I mean that's the thing, bro. When we talk, if you're being talked about in these, that's what I, that's, I think I said it last week too. He doesn't need to be top ten, like it, it, on a list for us to for him to. He stamped. He was stamped before that fucking series. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it, like you, if you're being discussed in these conversations, G, fuck everybody. Fuck the the number you're at. You know what I mean? Like, dog, 
You a god. That's po- that's point blank. Period. For sure. So, uh, Mike, you want to run off the the top ten, then we go into our personal ones. Yeah. So, uh, our top ten was LeBron, MJ, which is a Jen- that's a Jenkins and Jones hallmark. All three <laughs> of us were going to take LeBron number one, correct? Mm. Yeah, I, would. I didn't know you were no, LeBron go yeah. type of dude. I, I, I thought you thought sure MJ. I'm not gonna fuck up the show's just... aesthetic by having us <laughs> out here with uh, MJ number one. Bro, do you be be do your thing, G. This is shit. <laughs> you know LeBron, MJ, Magic, Kareem, Wilt, Shaq, KD, Tim Duncan, Oscar Robinson, Larry Bird. Hmm. Wow, That's you got Larry tri- pretty low, G. By by That's trios, Tyler has LeBron, Shaq, KD. John has MJ, Wilt, Timmy. I've got Magic, Kareem, Oscar Robinson. Robertson, excuse me. I think Brian, KD, and Shaq mopping everybody. I'm not. I, oh, I yeah, no, for yeah, Tyler's yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I, I you think put my... in KD at seven, prioritize your team being the best team over the order that it would have made sense to put people in in the top ten. And I respect I, that enormously. <laughs> I thought I was going to have the KD late. And I was like, I'm going to get KD to like shoot. We can run the point a little bit. You feel me? So it would be a good team as well. But I mean, you know, at the point I had, I had to pick Tim, Timmy's. I thought I was going to have Magic Kareem KD. Larry might have been a good pick to, as far as a fit for a team. But, you know, Tim is just a better player to me. Um, but, yeah, man, like my, my, my top ten, I mean, LeBron, Michael, interchangeable. You know what I'm saying? I'm never going to – it's just it's – just, like I said, you know, is greatest versus best to me. And I think either one of them deserves number one. Uh, Kareem, uh, Magic, Shaq, Will, Tim, Larry, Kobe, KD. I think Kobe squeezed in at nine. That's solid. My top ten, I got Bron, MJ, Shaq, Magic, Kareem, Wilt, KD, Timmy, Bird, Steph. I, I went back and forth a bit with, 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 Kimmy and, uh, with, with KD and Timmy. Um, you know, I for sure think that. Timmy's higher all time on the, you know, flat out all time list than, than KD. But there's part of me that's like KD at his peak. You know what I mean? Like that motherfucker was Thanos, bro. That motherfucker was a Ooh. reckoning. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah so, so, so I gave him the nod over Timmy, even though I don't give him the nod over Timmy all time. I gave him that in the draft. And like I said, Shaq is not one of my top three all time players, you know, of all time. But he's for sure number three on my big board, like I said, because fucking, you know, three peak Shaq might be the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. He was a fucking monster. So who'd you leave off to put Steph in? I mean, you could. Put, who would be my eleventh? Uh, it it no, might be Kobe. Yeah. Co- Co- okay, Kobe okay. might have got bumped here. Okay. I mean, it's probably between like Kobe and Akeem. So, Akeem mm-hmm. up there, G. Yeah. Sheesh. Dream was a motherfucker. It was a bad motherfucker. He used to give Shaq fits. I know Shaq was young. But he had that motherfucker doing circles, <laughs> 25 and 10, 12, <laughs> on his tippy toes. You know, I look like a ballerina, that motherfucker. All right, before we get out of here, we did want to do a, a little interview with Jackson um, because he did have the a, a, an interesting time with the NBA championship. And uh, this is our first episode. We did record right after the finals, but he was uh, he was prioritizing other things over us. He He was doing interviews with people who just won an NBA championship because he, he thought that was more important. <laughs> it's funny he had the best and worst seat <laughs> you know what i'm saying like as a as a, a you know a, a motherfucker that is like you know obviously jackson you got here you heading to the fucking you the stars you know what i'm saying you you you, you heading there you feel me like what you're doing at your age is just fucking amazing to me right. i can't believe that shit bro i was trying to I, I was i was i was a year away from getting turned like getting my, my car getting 
uh, decline over a fucking ground chuck. You know what I mean? And you're out here <laughs> going crazy. So like, dog, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's incredible. I love but that story. As a Celtics fan, <laughs> you know, you know, but also like you being in the in the locker room, that had to be crazy. Oh, hey, y'all remember when <laughs> when Birdman um tweeted that shit about how he lost half a million betting on the Heat when he posted the pickup of him partying with the Mavs? That was Jackson, bro. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> that was Jackson was 2011 Birdman partying with Draymond and shit. Tell us the story, man. Give us the deets, bro. Okay. So I'm going to try to tell the story in as full a way as possible without uh, including any details that would get anyone in trouble. <laughs> oh, Beautiful. give us no, one no, no, detail. No, 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 Don't do that. I'm not going to tell you. That. I mean, I'm just going to tell you the story. You'll, you're not going to know what I left out. Okay. <laughs> so, so first, it was a bit of a chaotic getting getting into game six because the, the plan was Dre really wanted to do a if slash when the Warriors won the championship, a from the locker room post-championship podcast. That was the plan. So whenever the Warriors got to three wins, which is after game five, I knew that meant I was going to be going to all the subsequent games on the, on the chance that the Warriors closed it out. Mm-hmm. Fly to Boston for game six. Dre is a very, 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 very busy guy is trying to focus on winning an NBA championship. So I'm not, no, no, no harm because it all worked out so, so well. But I didn't get lost, a ticket or access to the game it felt like a hot second. But I didn't get a way to into the game until 7.30 p.m. Boston time for a 9 p.m. start on game. On game I know six. you so fucking was nuts like, was in your stomach. I was just fuck. like, hey, man. I, mean, I was stressed, but I was also like, look, man, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, like, I'm just doing my best, right? That. So get the ticket. Thanks, thanks to Draymond. Draymond also connects me with a uh, team security guard to, to help facilitate me getting my like backpack with like my laptop and the camera and like, all the equipment that I needed into the game. So that's a bit of a chaotic pregame right up until tip off. Basically, this is all happening. Shout out to Antoine, the security guard for getting me in with my bag. Game is the game. Everything's fine. Antoine, this well, you're a huge Celtics says, fan. So I do. It is. Okay. So the game is not quite the game. It was, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. The Celtics <laughs> lost the Celtics lost. And the part of what I'm about to say could be attributed to the fact that it was a game six versus a game one. I was also at game one. Um, TD garden was much louder than Chase center much louder Damn. Celtics lost but it when it went at the points when it was loud it was freaking loud in there <laughs> but then anyway so the Warriors win and I've, I've been instructed to stay in my seat me and my coworker Fabian uh to stay in my seat because Antoine the security guard will come retrieve us at some point after the game to bring us to the proper retrieve. place to do the pop to do the to do the podcast you were luggage Bro, <laughs> the, war, the, the game ends. The, the trophy celebrations happening. They're all busy. I'm like, great. We can just hang out here, just watch the trophy yeah, presentation, all the stuff. Eventually, once the trophy stuff ends and the, all the players go in the locker room, I'm like, now I'm kind of getting a little bit antsy. So I'm like, okay, we gotta get. I don't know what's gonna happen now. But, but I'm like, whatever. We can just hang out here for as long as we want. <laughs> Wrong. The TD Garden staff was like, every all right, guys. Like, time to go. Trophy stuff's over. Like, everyone get out here. And, and we're like, okay, but like, we're with Draymond Green for this podcast. They were like, you got a pass? We we're like, no. Because all I had was like a ticket. And like my bag that had was a lot. Like they were, they were like, you have a specific pass? And I was like, no. And they're like, then get the hell out. And we we're like, no, no, like you don't get it. And the security guards who are just doing their job. And who do like, not probably give a fuck about NBA media. They don't care. <laughs> they're just cheating. They're just building staff. Right. They're not like Celtics people. Right. They're just building staff. And they're like, and I'm like, <laughs> the guy goes, literally, I swear to God, he goes, 
we've heard enough bullshit today. You got to go. I'm like, that I'm sounds like, very that's, Boston. That's, that's I'm like, I'm sure people are constantly lying yeah. to you to try to yeah. get into cooler places in the arena. So I understand. But weren't but you in the like, locker room though? How the fuck do you get No, in the I'm in my seat oh, okay, at this okay, point. Okay, wow. Still waiting. Okay, wow. And still waiting to He's hear waiting from Antoine. Antoine to retrieve him. I'm waiting for Antoine to Antoine save Antoine and that motherfucker pouring. And so they're slowly just like pushing on us out of we're trying to tell our story to any security guard who will listen to like try to have someone to help us out. They're just pushing us out and pushing us out. We are at the exit, the last place before we're kicked out of the building. Finally, a security guard's like, okay, like, let me see what I can do. At this point, I've been trying, I've been like calling people. Who can I call to like save us basically? And, the, and, and basically after the people I've gotten in touch with, they're like, if you can get ba back to the court, we can probably help you, but we're not going to go roaming through TD garden to save you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I tell this and this guardian angel TD garden staff woman's like, what do you guys need? I'm like, can you get us to the court? And she's like, I'll do my best. She goes, stay with me. Stay tight. You're not like, 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 like I'm a child in Disney. Like she was trying to she's get like, you out of <laughs> like, like Mike is rushing through the airport with his kids. Like everyone don't let, don't let go of my hand. I mean, not, she knows not, how like, real this shit can get. If you get lost, you cook, right. bro. You feel and, me? Right. Right. So I'm like, okay. So we like follow this woman. We get to the top of the lower bowl. I'm like, can we go down to the court? And she's like, nah, this is as far as I can take you. You got to have someone come here. I'm like, we're so close, but like, fine. So I'm like calling people. Finally, someone comes up and is like, I'm taking them down. Someone was like, you can't bring them down. And he was like, but I got an E on this pass. So I can escort anyone I want. Oh, like, wow. Like, the security guard's like, all right, fine. <laughs> Takes us down to the court. We get the proper wristbands that we need, or at least for one level of security. But we still don't have like a pass. And I still haven't been in touch with Antoine. So like we're down there for a little while. Antoine Abadre. Where the fuck is Antoine? Antoine? He's coming. He's busy. He's like sort of, he's more or less Dre's like personal security guy on the Warriors. And I see Dre on the court and Dre's like, oh my God, Jax. He's like, I got to do a couple more things and then we're going to do the pot. I'm like, great. I'm just like staying like five just feet right. away from him. Let me stay within so the halo get, of safety. I'm not, that is, yeah, that's exactly. Security guards are still like, you guys got to go. Like you can't be, on, I know you got a wristband, but you can't be on the court. Antoine, I'm like, can you someone? Antoine finally calls me. He's like, all right, I'm coming. I'm blah, blah, blah. Antoine comes to the court, retrieves us, brings us to the media room, which is, has now been used. All the player media is over at this point. And then, so we're like, he's like, set up in here. I'm going to get Dre. We'll do the pot in here. I'm like, this is perfect. We got the finals backdrop. Like, this is sick. <laughs> Again, Dre's a busy guy. They're celebrating happening. An hour and a half goes by, though. <laughs> we're, we're just You're sitting. just hanging out in the media room for an we're hour. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. <laughs> Do they out. still have the fucking soft serve machine on, at least? <laughs> No, not, not even that media room, like where the players do their press. Just conference. the presser room. You're just the presser room. And then finally I hear Antoine go, Jackson, I told I know it took me a while, but I told you I was gonna get him. I got him. And like then I see Dre like waltzing in in his jersey and he with Clay and Igudala and Gary Payton. I'm like, oh my God, this is all happening. <laughs> we were just been sitting here waiting for an hour and a half, and now it's like go time immediately as fast as possible. We record the pod, and then naturally, as a 26-year-old, my coworker, I don't know how old he is, but he's in his 20s. We're like, okay, we got to get into this after party. Because all we hear for this hour and a half, all we hear for an hour and a half. Now let's get down to the real business. Is <laughs> people walking by this room talking about this party. That's all we hear for an hour and a half. So we do the pod, we record for what, however long we recorded, half hour, 45 minutes. It's great. We're wrapping up. There's not that many people up in this room. And I'm just like, so Draymond, like, where are you guys going now? And he's like, he's like, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What are you party. wearing? Did you dress for the after party? I wore, I was wearing. Cuff jeans, sneakers, and like a button down. You shirt. dress for whatever, just in case. I was like, I got to make sure that I look nice enough to be media at a finals okay. game. So I thought I was going to get a credential yeah, yeah. at first. Okay. But also I can't wear team colors and I got to just like find this midpoint, right? 
So I'm, so I'm like, where are you going? He's like, oh, we're going to this party. Like, you guys want to come? You should come. We're like, we do want to come. <laughs> and so then we like pack up all of our stuff. And I'm like, try not to get lost. And Dre hasn't even showered. We have to go into the locker room and shower. So this is the first time I get in the locker room. We walk in the locker room. It's a carpeted situation. Yeah. The carpet, it's like a marsh soaked in champagne. It is like squishy when you walk. I'm like, this is wild. There's so much empty bottles of champagne in there. It's crazy. And then after a while, Dre like gets whatever showers. We walk in through the TD Garden to this like bar restaurant venue that's connected to TD Garden. And all of a sudden, we we're just in the Warriors after party. We just we were just in it. It's worth the L, dog. It's crazy. It's worth it crazy. the L, it's dog. Crazy. And then we're there. We're there for an hour, and I'm like, I still gotta go back to my hotel and edit this podcast. So after like an hour, hour and a half, I'm like, all right, I got to go. And like I said bye to this. I don't know how long the party went on for, but I had to leave. And I had to leave. This is probably because like so much time after the game. You're the this only 26-year-old in America who would have left that party the after most responsible. I know. My, my bosses love me, baby. Hey, you should have. Hey. So this, this I think like Colin would have understood if you would have called him directly. Like, look, bro. And so that, <laughs> I'm partying with the Warriors. Is the rest of the story is not even like Warriors related, really. But like I go back to the hotel, edit the podcast until like 7, 7.30 in the morning. Get one hour of sleep, wake up, got to pack, get breakfast because the reason I'm in a rush, because I happen to be the same weekend going directly from Boston. I have to fly to Las Vegas for a friend's bachelor party, which is what I did for the next 36 hours. After. You can only so do that, that at 26. Weekend. You can only do that at 26. I was a zombie bro. afterwards. I, bro. My bro. stomach just right hurts. Break when you get so right, right, right. <laughs> a, a day later, <laughs> it would have been over for you. <laughs> yeah, so that's my story. That's my story. Wow. Didn't wasn't in there for the champagne shower, but I saw it all happen and I got into. Sometimes the- you got to lose the win, G. Sometimes you got to lose the win. Took that Celtics L, so you can, so you got the best yeah. night of your life potentially. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't got a lot of I don't got a lot of complaints. Right, we were right. almost kicked out of the arena, and it almost didn't go. It almost was a disaster, but it ended up working out perfectly. So I have no complaints and only things. Uh, I, I, <laughs> let me say to you, doing media guerrilla style like that is so much more rewarding than having a credential or like whatever else. I covered an I covered an Olympics like that with no credential. All we had was contacts with the teams and with individual Olympians. And those sto- those are the those are the best. That's so much better than the press conference. What did you take? I know you took something as a souvenir. What'd you take? I didn't take anything other than other than the 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 green shirt that was the Celtics shirt that was on everyone's seat because mm. like they wanted everyone to wear green. I took that. That's all. I too did. responsible. Way too responsible. I'd have taken way. I took. I took. I took. I would have taken an empty champagne. I took a selfie with the trophy at the party. I can. I will say that. Okay. You didn't take a champagne bottle. You a real. You a real one for not for not dropping no tea, bro. You a real one for that too, bro. I'm not like I'm not like, protect a, I'm your not a news guy. I'm not like a take pictures with celebrities guy. But when we were in the party, we we're like, it'd be pretty cool to get a picture with the trophy. That's tight. All right. Uh, you're not the only uh, producer of this podcast who's had a, a big couple weeks. Biko uh, has brought baby Araya into the world. We're super happy. Uh, the most fertile podcast in America mm-hmm. continues its uh, reign of terror. <laughs> I believe this is our third podcast, baby, in the in the 15 months we've been with the with the volume. Congrats, right? Biko. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> congrats. You're going to be a great mama. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So, so, so excited. I uh, hope you did not listen to this podcast, but hopefully... Someone tells you that we shouted out Baby Uriah. Welcome, Baby Uriah. Congrats, Biko and fam. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back in the middle of the week. We'll be back on our uh, two episodes a week schedule. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Less basketball. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide-open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air? Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, Land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to Land.com, find your open space, and get out there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.